Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Track Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, uh, here today with a special edition episode, and I'm here tonight with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, aka the Scam Originator. How you doing tonight, Claire? I'm good. I'm excited to have some soccer to talk about. I always love talking about Chicago Red Stars soccer with you, but I really love chatting about Chicago Red Stars soccer with friends of the pod. And we're joined tonight by Red Stars assistant coach, Pat Parkinson. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me back on. I'm uh, excited to uh, chat with you guys again. Yeah, us too. And we were so excited. We thought, what better way to start off this episode than with a bummer? And we want to talk about the Challenge Cup final, Scott. Oh, yeah, we want, we, it happened, and we thought, you know what, we we got to pick up where we left off. You got to know where you're coming from if you want to know where you're going. Yeah. So that Challenge Cup, it was quite the tournament. We have spoken a bit about it. We did our recap episodes and stuff. Um, we'll also just take this moment to say how dope and how proud we are and were to have been able to cover the team throughout the entirety of the tournament um, with so many question marks, you know, around so many teams and how they were going to approach the challenge cup on our end, we got to cover seven red star games and that was uh, amazing. Um, so getting to, to that final match and having had the game plan, how it was right. Uh, when you guys were going into that, tournament talking a lot about getting experience for newer players kind of slotting in newer talent to give them that type of experience and then rolling all the way through into the final and then kind of having to make those adjustments along the way because I mean in that type of format kind of lost <laughs> lost some personnel right to be able to use some players were sidelined for that big big game so if you could just sort of Maybe walk us through the emotions leading up to that match and then maybe some of the emotions coming out of that match after having had to drop a final. Yeah, I think it was. It was a it was an extremely emotional month there, you know, for so many reasons with the, you know, the Black Lives Matter, um, with us coming together as a team, with us being locked in hotel rooms, with COVID, with everything. It was just an absolute roller coaster. Uh, I would never change it for the world, uh, even though it was difficult. I think for me personally and for the for the team, it was it was a really beneficial journey for us through all the highs and lows. Um, but going into the final, um, we expected to be there uh, when you know when we committed to going, um, because you know with the Chicago Red Stars and we're always there or thereabouts. Um, and our challenge was to try and get across the line and actually get it done in that last game. Um, but ultimately, in a tournament format, you've got to get there and, you know, you've got to get some new pieces and new players on on the same page. And, you know, we felt like we were doing that going through the tournament. Um, and then, you know, we get to that final game in Utah. Um, I think, uh, obviously, a few, a few injuries um, that were... You know, as coaches and as, as, as staff, you really, it's a lot of our responsibility is to make sure players don't get soft tissue injuries, hamstrings, quads, calves, all that stuff with sports performance, with how we treat them, with, with everything we do. Uh, and we didn't get a ton of them. Uh, it was just some really random, random knocks and injuries. Um, you know, Casey's was literally a, a ball just flicked up off someone's foot and just kind of clipped it on the side of the cheek. Um, and that was enough for us to, you know, as soon as anyone gets hit in the head, it's, it's you know, it's all about looking after them and taking care of them and not risking anything, uh, especially with it being the head. So I know Casey was upset with that, uh, but, you know, you've got to take care of your athletes. Uh, Morgan got wrecked by Abby Smith and that's what Abby does. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's going to come out and get you and, and you know, you're there. And then I think, um, who else did we have? Tina, just a really, jug literally juggling a soccer ball and, um, kind of flared up what she had going into the North Carolina final the year before. So, you know, but with that, it gives us opportunity to give some younger players a go. And, and, and you know, they, they, they did all right. They stepped up. They, they got out there and they'll learn from the good, they'll learn from the bad. Um, I think, you know, Kayla Sharples just uh, the giving the pen away. You know, it happens. Everyone gives pens away. But I think the way she stepped up and just owned it, and said, look, it's a part of my journey. You know, it sucks. 
Um, it sucks that it happened in a final, but it's a part of the journey. I'm going to accept it. Um, I'm going to, you know, try and prevent it from happening again, and I'm going to move on. So, you know, I'm really proud of her for that. Uh, and then the actual game itself, like, you know, the way we look at the game, or at least the way I do, it's is it does it look like how we planned it looking like? Um, is it is it going the way we want it to go with the ball, without the ball? And I actually turned around to Rade a couple of times and said, we're actually playing okay here. Like, and we were three, we're one nil down off a penalty, but we were actually playing okay, uh, and there wasn't, you know, too much of a threat from them. And we and we knew where it would come in transition. Um, they're really fast. They're really direct. Um, so yeah, you know, it just kind of wasn't to be. Um, looking back on Savannah's header hitting the post, um, it was just kind of one of them. Another moment in our history that we have to learn from, chalk down and, and say, you know, let's let's prepare to be better the next time. Um, and for Houston Dash, like they deserved it. Uh, it was a fairy tale story for them. Um, I'm uh, I'm really ha- really happy for them. Uh, sucks it was against us, um, but I'd rather go to the final and lose than go out early like a lot of other big teams did. Um, so so yeah, you know we have some positives to go from from the game, some negatives and. Um, we'll definitely try and use that uh, going forward. Have you have you noticed at all, you know, coming back and training again and stuff like that? Do you think that – I think what we've seen with a lot of, of sports and in, in bubbles and stuff like that, that the cross-team communication is a lot clearer. Everyone's spending a lot of time together. There's a lot more group discussions about things. Has that sort of communication benefit – translated as you guys have come back like do you feel like wow this is a team that went through something and is better off for it yeah 100 percent. yeah it's like even like there was so much like at this level like the the players are, are, are a part of the staff when it comes down to making decisions big decisions um and as i say not just football decisions have been needed to be made across this period um so coming back and deciding what are our team protocols to train what you know what do we want to grow from from that experience um how do we want to keep pushing the black lives matter and educating ourselves and actually trying to be you know a part of the solution um Everyone's just so comfortable right now with some tough conversations, making tough decisions. Uh, even some of the younger players, even me, like I'm new to the team. Uh, like I don't know a lot of these players. I've not been around them forever. Um, but it doesn't feel like I've only been a part of Chicago Red Stars for seven games. Like it just, I feel like I've been here for a long, long time. Um, and probably a huge piece of that is being in a bubble. Um, you know, not being able to, not being able to go to a grocery store to pick up shopping, but being in a hotel with ninety other people that you're competing against—it's it's such a random, random experience. But I definitely think we, you know, are closer. Uh, I think we're more united, uh, and I think it's allowed us to have really tough and honest conversations with one another about anything, um, you know, whatever that may be. No, one of the, I think the cool things, one of the real benefits within Challenge Cup was uh, sort of seeing some of the different um, format rules that took place. So obviously all the teams got to take really large rosters out there to Utah to participate in the Challenge Cup, you know, utilizing the five subs, um, giving opportunities there to see a lot of different players in a lot of different scenarios. So just sort of looking back as a whole, like on Challenge, on the Challenge Cup, uh, were there any particular uh, standout performances that impressed you from any individual player specifically? Uh, wow, it's a good question. Like, I th- feel like, honestly, like everyone kind of had moments where I just looked and thought, you know, I'm really, really proud of that person. I think one of the games, um, Portland Thorns, second game, we knew that we were scripting the team. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, Rory's like, that's what we're doing. And I'm thinking, is he going to, are we like hundred percent? Like, that's what we're definitely doing. And, you know, he was just like, that's what we're doing. Uh, we're not risking anyone for injury. We haven't had enough training. And I think looking at that game, looking at Kayla Sharples and Hannah, like local kids that have, you know, probably supported this team before they played for them. Um, Cassie Rohan. A uh, local kid, again, supported this team, been sat in the stadium paying to watch this team. And she's now starting and playing against Lindsay Haran and Mark and Sinclair. Like, it's just mind-blowing the opportunity that that was for some of these players. Um, 
and uh, you know to see the effort uh, a lot of people you know afterwards I see it on social media I see people talking to Rory and uh, old school Red Stars saying that was a, that was a proper old school Red Star performance and you know obviously I've seen Red Stars play for a long time and they've always had that grittiness, but to actually be in it and see the kids put it out there, um, you know, that was definitely a moment I look back and go, you know, Juliet is in the stand screaming for these kids, Turner Davidson, Casey Short, Sarah Gordon, like they're like giving information, they're cheering them on um, and they're out there competing against one of the best teams on the planet. Um, and, you know, they did us just so proud. Um, so I think looking back to that game, that was probably probably an understated moment of proudness because um, the kids went out there, followed the game plan, and you know shut out one of the, again one of the one of the most deadly midfield forces in in the world with Lindsay and, and Sinclair. So that was a moment I was super proud of. Yeah, I think that might have been probably one of our favorite games to dive into and analyze and critique and, and take a look at so, so many of these new players and also like uh, seeing a player like like Danny Colabrico, right? Having kind of being the veteran for all oh, yeah. of the yeah, yeah. new players. It was just like she really had to talk about pulling some strings, right? It was a uh, it was great, great to see. That probably was one of my uh, our mutual favorite game coming out of uh, Challenge Cup, uh, but. Getting the opportunity to speak to to so many of you, like coaches, players, uh, throughout the tournament, something else that we really loved was being able to chat with you guys a little bit about missing home, right? The concept of like being away from home and the, the, that home being Chicago. And uh, in terms of coming back home, we wanted to dive into some some things returning back to Chicago. Um, just to kick things off, we were talking about food. We talked, we asked you guys a lot about food and maybe comfort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Comforts that you were missing from home. So when you when you guys got back here, when you returned home, what what was like one of the first things that you ate or wanted to dive into when you got back here? What did we do? What did we do? I feel like so. There's a there's a taco place. I'm double tacos. I'm eating tacos tonight. <laughs> Let me see what it's called. It's like right in the middle of Pilsen, and it's like open. Um. It's on 18th Street. Uh, let's see. I don't know. It's like it's it's really open, and their logo is like a cow. Yeah, Lavaca. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we went there. That was the first time we ate out, and I had to do like a like a, a, a five day quarantine because we'd been in a bubble. We just needed two negative tests in Illinois. And then we were good instead of doing the 14. Um, so literally when I get the text that we were we were clean, uh, it was straight down there. Um, and and uh, a couple of Pacificos and some tacos. It was just delightful. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good summer vibe. I'm glad that uh, so many so many of the Chicago Red Stars players and coaches and staff were able to like return home and just dive in. It was like immediately on everybody's Instagrams, you could just see the pictures of like their first meal back, and it was just like oh, yeah, yeah. That, it, was, yeah. it was truly witnessing you all returning from war. It was. Yeah. Really like <laughs> it's 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 just been amazing, and obviously everyone's always said to me like. Everyone says the same line. Wait till you wait till you see the summer in Chicago. Everyone says it, and and like I come back and I'm like, holy crap! Like this is unbelievable. Um, the weather, the water, the city. Like people are outside, and this is during a pandemic, and it's still just like I, I I don't think I've ever known a city like it. I don't think there's anything near it. Um, I think every city, like New York, is like city. Um, LA is more like beach and this is like a bit of both. It's almost, it's just got everything. Um, so yeah, I just feel so, so lucky to be here and to be able to go out and experience that like after work. Um, normally it, this feels like I'm living in a, like a vacation place, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Summertime shy. Nothing like it. That's yeah. 100% true. It, it lives up to it. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the players, and you, you brought it up a, a few times already, um, integrating the importance of having the conversations and being um, present in trying to enact support around something like Black Lives Matter. And uh, having the players that we spoke to 
also really specifically saying that one of the things they couldn't wait to return back home to was being able to kind of dive back in and get involved, right? Uh, getting themselves within the communities because that's the way they felt uh, would really enact the best uh, type of change, really make the most uh, instant type of impact, right? Um, so in terms of, uh, you know, all the players returning and seeing a lot of the work that they've been investing themselves in, whether yeah. it's players like, you know, like, like Hannah Davis and Kayla, we saw Kayla Sharples doing stuff before she headed overseas. Um, you know, Hannah Davison with Danny Colaprico and, and then the kicks clinics and the South side there. Um, you know, and then today we had at the time of this recording, you know, we saw Sarah Gordon launch her nonprofit, right. For, for hood space, which is going to be utilizing meditation, yoga, and sports to try to, um, you know, give healing to to black girls and other young girls of color within um, communities of Chicago. So can you just sort of maybe talk to me a little bit about that? Because I know you have also, you know, in, you were also mentioned that you were inspired by your own players, right? And you had kind of reached out to see how you can be involved as well. I just wanted to know if you could speak a little bit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of them. It's, um, I feel like um, myself included in this, that when, when, when shit like this happens, it shocks us. We say we're going to do stuff and then we promise ourselves and then we selfishly get on with life and then someone else gets killed again and then we do it again and then we do it again and then we do it again. And sitting with our players, you know, of color, um, and, and white, and just to see the pain, um, it's like, it just, it's just pushed us all to say, we have to go, we have to do something, everyone has to do something, like, don't sit on your laurels anymore, you can't keep saying you're going to do something, um, so yeah, you know, I think, you know, for me, my, my thing has been, um, so, long story short, I was playing golf at Jackson Park, on the, on the south side, uh, and I got I got paired with a couple of guys from South Chicago, a couple of black guys, um, and I plucked up the courage to say to them, look, as a white Englishman, like, what can I do? Like, I'm, I'm struggling with, they would just donate money, they would just keep doing that, they were, what do I do? Uh, and their advice to me was, um, laws, laws need changing. Um, you know, whether that is a police officer that's been, fired and rehired in another district, whether that is police stations having their own insurance so that if someone claims against them for some, some sort of brutality, it doesn't come from the taxpayers, it comes from the police's insurance policy, uh, whether there's new laws that need changing to stop police brutality and actually criminalize it. Um, so I came home to my wife and I said, look, I said, I, I asked these two guys um, and they told me what their answer was to my question. So I think that's my cause. I think that is something now that I'm going to have to dig into and figure out specifically how I can help that cause. Um, so, you know, personally for me now, it's just contacting some groups that kind of talk about this thing uh, and these issues and then kind of figuring out where I fit in their organizations and how, how I can help. So, you know, personally for me, it's, it's uh, you know, it's time for me to do something. Uh, finally and you know speaking about Danny and, and them girls um, you know they're unbelievable young um, athletes that kids should look up to um, and I think that they're using their profile and their skill set to do what's exactly needed um, you know I think there's young girls in our communities especially in Chicago that you know need someone to look up to and then ladies doing that right now uh, is unbelievable. And then as for Sarah Gordon, again, she's just, you know, she's like superwoman. I have no idea how she gets up every day um, and just keeps fighting the fight, being a mum and being, you know, as good as she is. And by the way, what a tournament she had. She yeah. was un, she was like, like yeah. unbelievable. Um, if she doesn't get a call up uh, to represent her country in the next 12 months, then you know, we need to figure out why, uh, because she was just lights out. Yeah. Um, so that was a long winded question answer. Um, but you know, we've all got our own journeys, but we're all keeping each other accountable as to get on with that journey and do something about it. It seems like it does seem like the, the conversation a lot is there's two sides to it. One being 
the, the personal initiative, right? What does everyone personally feel like they need to do? But then there are also the larger conversations of like institutionally, what should we be expecting from the league and what should we be expecting from teams? And so just to throw a hypothetical your way, because there are some things the league's doing well, some things that are better, same with a lot of individual clubs. If, if you are within the conversations that you guys are having, what would be something that you would like to see institutionally maybe from, from the league or from some of these clubs to, to push this forward? I think that we need to demand that our coaching staff, our owners, our front office start looking a little bit more like the communities that that we that we play in. Um, I, I don't know how that is forced in, um, but I think it should be. Um, and I don't again, I, I, I don't know the answer to it, but I sure believe that there's a lot of people in our sport that get overlooked um, for a lot of reasons. Um, and clearly, if you look at the ownership group in this league and you look at the people that work within it, we don't represent America. Um, we just don't. So if, if I could pick something, it would be some sort of legislation or recommendation or guidelines to increase diversity within our staff and our front office. Solid. You'd love to hear it. Uh, thanks for the answer. We appreciate that. Uh, staying a little bit on locally, oh, Chicago yeah. aspects and trying to, and we'll segue. I like transition out of the concept of returning home and being home, and then <laughs> what's and then what's next for you guys. But we also had to. We really wanted to bring this up too. We selfish, had to bring it up yeah. selfishly yeah. because we also wanted to chat about this because we enjoy speaking about this sport and this team as well. But we decided we got to talk a little bit of Chicago Sky basketball with oh. you. Yeah, you've been. We can tell you've been watching. We've also been watching. You guys can't see, but Scott Parkinson is rocking the the Chicago Sky Blue tonight. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what are your what are your impressions of like just engaging and taking in the the basketball from you know these players who are representing Chicago Sky? Like, I'm just like this is the most badass team that I've ever watched. Like the like their clutch. They've been clutch. They, you know, they compete. Um, obviously, like us, they're fighting for more than just, you know, the, the game and what's on the court. There's just, I don't know what it was. And I just, I, I tuned in, I started watching and I'm like, this team, man, like, you know, the way they walk on the court, the, you know, the Chai Town song um, and, you know, it's, it's just something infectious about them. Um and, you know, being a foreigner from Europe, you know, having, you know, a European, you know, player on there. And, you know, it's just something I can relate to. Um, they've been, you know, they're just, they're just a brilliant, brilliant team. And, and I think, again, it's, uh, this is just an, an amazing city for sport. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, I've quickly fallen in love with, with that team. Yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> there are. We got a shout out, uh, Courtney Vandersloot getting that all time assist that's record. That's right. That's right. Like, just water yeah. baller. I know. Yeah. That was fantastic to watch. Yeah. And, it, and, uh, similarly, right. To NWSL, I'm loving all the, um, I'm loving all the, the parody within it this year specifically. I mean, you're talking <laughs> half games, right? Half games, a game, two games that are separating teams in terms of their seating right yeah. now. Um, as even as they clinched playoff spots, yeah. including. Including right. this so it's it's been awesome and we've been encouraging people in this kind of weird limbo right that there's been post challenge cup to now to try to maybe engage in a little well, bit of still sports to watch yeah absolutely and still sports still sports to watch, yeah. yeah well we've been in trying to encourage that and uh, uh i'm also gonna it's very selfishly incur because you're a south sider now too scott so you and i both have to encourage all the listeners to watch <laughs> yeah chicago white Sox baseball Fox, yeah so they're killing it this year get yeah. into it I, I'm, I'm like, I think I'm like a lucky charm maybe because ever since I've been supporting them, they've been killing it. <laughs> this is true. So, I'm yeah, not going to, I'm not going right. to take it away from you. I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to give it to you. So I think you, you, better stay, you better stick around for a little while, Scott. I think you're you a good know, looker. Especially against them Cubs, man. Um, like it's not even fair right now. So yeah, I'm proud. I actually went to Lids this week to find a, a Red Sox cap. 
Um, and the one I loved didn't have it in my size. I've got a little bit of a big head. Um, so I've got the one that I love. I've now got my head size. Uh, so I'm going to be representing a, a, a soft cap. All right. I, I think you should uh, try to rock it maybe at one of the trainings and they can get a Yeah, I was going to say, we might we might be looking for that on, on Twitch yeah, or well, something. Keep, keep watching. I'll let you know when I get it. And can I just say, on the topic of the sky, I think uh, Coach Wade has just been unbelievable. Um, listening to, you know, his opinion on the world today, um, how he pushes that team, what he expects from them. Um, you know, as a young coach, looking up to many coaches, I think we can look into other sports. Um, and, you know, that dude is, uh, hopefully I get to meet him one day and, um, you know, especially when things open up and we can go watch him play. Well, that's that's like the example, right, of when you have a coach that reflects the the player pool exactly, and the city yeah. itself. He has such a unique perspective on that. And you yeah. just, he means everything that he says and he's he's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. One one unique is one way, you know, to put it. Correct is also <laughs> right, another right. way yeah. to put it as well. But yeah, folks, I mean, we're enjoying it. Uh tune in. There's still plenty of uh WNBA to take in and baseball still going too. So so check it out if you got a chance. But for now, we're gonna finally segue into what's gonna be happening for NWSL now. Uh post challenge cup, there was some time, right, between then and now what is going to be the fall series so as of now as of this recording when scott's joining us there has been an announcement of, of a of a full schedule there was a partial schedule right that was released yeah partial schedule now there's a full schedule so that's exciting and scott another thing that we couldn't wait to get you on this podcast about to chat with you we just really wanted to talk about who in the heck is playing for this team right now Are scott, we still who plays for your team, Scott? <laughs> What's going on? We want to talk about the Red Stars, Scott. And we're like, who's we playing right now? Don't know who they are. What's going yeah. on? Are we going to see some similar Challenge Cup? Are we going to get some, some new, some even more new faces? What's so going on? I think we've 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 brought a couple of locals in, some 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 newbies, um, and I think right now they're just fighting for an opportunity to you know maybe get on the bus, get on the plane to to get some involvement. But it's it's we've got a lot of players coming back from. The knocks I think Casey Short's close um, and um, you know it's not going to be much different of a squad I, I can promise you that obviously we have seven players I thought six players away on in in, uh, in in foreign countries loaned out which is great for them and great experience and they're all you know I'm following them all closely on their social media and they look to be having just the most amazing time and um, but you know I think um, I think in the back defensively um well, right now we're really young, uh, really young, really inexperienced. But you know, I'm really excited to see like a Zoe Morse um, get some serious minutes. Uh, like she's a proper footballer, like a real good footballer. Like I think um, if she plays in the Sam Kerr days, like she probably sets Sam Kerr up a numerous amount of times because she just sees passes so far up the field that not a lot of people, even me, I'm thinking she's going to go short here to Morgan or Danny. And before you know it, it's in Kalia's feet and I just don't know how she got it there. Um, so Zoe Morse is one that we, that to keep an eye on for. I'm really looking forward to her. We're going to push you defensively. I think this league is so fast, so transitional and so unforgiving. Um, and I think she probably felt that in the games that she was in. So I'm looking forward to seeing her. Um, but, you know, Morgan is now back, fully training. And she looks really good. Um, so she's, you know, got back from her knock. So I think right now, um, you know, I think I would say in the back, we look young. You're Zoe Goralski, you're Zoe Morse, um, you're Hannah, um, Bianca St. George, uh, obviously Sarah Gordon, um, Casey we're taking our time with. Um, but she's good. And then in front of that, um, it's everyone you know. Um, it's, you know, we've got Morgan, we've got Danny, we've got Vanessa, we've got Savannah, we've got uh, Kalia, we've got Kajo. Um, so, so, you know, not on huge right now in regards to um, into that, but I think, um, I think it's going to be good. I think uh, it just shows the depth of this squad to lose that many people. Um, and still, I'm pretty confident we're going to be just fine. Um, you know, I think who we're going up against, Washington have lost uh, Rose to Man City. Um, Andy, Andy Sullivan, she had surgery uh, after the 
after the Challenge Cup or Jordan. Um, so again, super young team, uh, love to play good football. Um, so that'll be fun. And then Sky Blue, we just don't know. Uh, is Carly going to be playing? Is Mal going to be playing? Um, so, so yeah, either way, I wish I had more for you in terms of uh, new players or, or, or players going out, but pretty much same old Red Stars uh, other than those that are coming back from injury and those that we loaned out. I think basically you just answered the question. I mean, the reason why we don't know is because actually we already know. We already know, <laughs> exactly. We're looking for answers when they're just right in front of us. <laughs> right in front of us. They've just been there the whole time. Yeah. That's, um, that's exciting oh. to hear. That's exciting to hear, though, coming out of something like the Challenge Cup, right, where you guys were going in with this sort of big roster with some uh, not only – new players that were acquired within that off season. Uh, but, you know, second year players getting the opportunity, whether it was like a, a Saab McCaskill or, or, you know, a Katie Johnson and getting them kind of worked in, in this concept of, you know, the more games you're going to get and the more chemistry you're going to build and you're going to look stronger, et cetera, et cetera. So getting the opportunity right with this fall series, are you guys just looking to sort of build on what you were working on in, in challenge cup or maybe going to try to incorporate some other things? Yeah, so I think, I think from the challenge cup, you know, I think I'd, I, I think I'd be lying if I said we would we we weren't as much of a threat as we wanted to be. Um, we probably didn't put teams into crisis defending as much as as we wanted to be. Um, but l- losing losing the best nine in the world uh, in Sam Kerr and the way you could just give her the ball, any ball then the team is trained to know that they can just basically give any ball at any time and they're going to get a chance from it. Well, that's not the case anymore. You need to be, you know, sophisticated. You need to be deliberate. You need to, you know, you need to play a brand of football that is going to move teams where you want them to move and create cracks that you want to create cracks in them. And it just takes time. And so, you know, I can promise you we have been coaching, we have been pushing them, we have been challenging them, we've been coming up with principles to help them create more, to be more of a threat. Um, because, you know, you know, take, the, take getting to the final away from it. Um, ultimately, our job is to do the, you know, the, the nitty-gritty kind of nuts and bolts of how they play every day and how they perform. So we're taking this opportunity to try and improve what we've got, both as a team and as individuals. Um, and so far, I'm really, really liking what I'm seeing. Um, and uh, I'm just excited for them to get the opportunity to put that up against another NWSL team rather than doing it to each other. Um, so, uh, and, and, you know, they are. And, you know, you, we have some... The, what's great about this fall tournament, especially during the pandemic, is we do have world-class footballers. And we have footballers that are right on the bubble, like Sarah Gordon. Um, so we need to keep pushing Sarah. We need to keep giving her a platform to come in every day and train and work her butt off. Because we don't want her to lose the momentum that she's got. Someone like Turner Davidson. We just got to get T fit and healthy so she can go into the next camp and try and make a statement and get to that Olympic Games and play for their country. So everyone's kind of got different things that they can get out of this fall cup um, and for us as coaches it's just being of service to them all and making sure we service the areas that, that they need and want servicing in um, so so yeah I'm thrilled to bits that we're back um, there's nothing better than going out every day and, and working with them it's an absolute honour and a joy and, and I can see the improvements I can see the struggle um, and I, I'm loving what I'm seeing so far there any particular goals i mean this is it's kind of an odd in between where you know it's non it's competitive but it's friendlies there's no real winner at the end it's just you know playing the games to be able to play them psychologically do you have specific competitive goals that that you are giving to the team or is it really just let's play as well as we can um and show people what we've got no so yeah so for us it's more about like we give them sort of principles of play whether you know and and, you know super specific information so let's give an example this week it's been if morgan or vanessa get the ball and lift their head up we need to see x y and z and we don't care who does x who does y and who does z but we have to see it because we believe that's going to ask questions of of someone and we believe that maybe the 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 cup came a little bit too soon for some of these layers and some of these details and maybe when morgan looked up 
all of you did X, all of you did Y, or, you know, there just wasn't that click and continuity. So for us and for me, I'm looking for these kind of principles and I'm measuring them on them. Um, so it's very specific. It's, again, it's we're looking for what we've coached, what we think will make them better players, what that we think will make them a better team. And then we just use these games for me as a barometer on, okay, where do we at? Where do we go next with it? Do we need to reassess something? Uh, and then, as always, in the off-season, do we need to look to strengthen in any areas and bring anyone in? Um, you know, Roddy's brilliant with that. I think we have almost every draft pick in the world going into the next draft. Uh, so that's nice to be on that side of it. In Utah, we never had any. Um, so, yeah, I think that that is what, we, that is what I look at uh, as a coach. I'm looking for the, the specific kind of measurables that have been given to the players, the information, and then just kind of seeing how that works. And, you know, I'm um, humble enough to know that sometimes we maybe give things that maybe don't suit the team after a week or two and, and you go, okay, that didn't work. And they tried it. It clearly didn't work uh, onto something different. Um, so, so yeah, look, we always want to win. We always want to be the team that competes the best, um, whether you win or lose. Um, but, Right now, for me, it's more about the process um, and, and evolving and getting better. Um, and I'm just really excited to see that and see kind of where they're at and, and, and if we have made the improvements that we hope we have in a short amount of time. With, um, I mean, this the <laughs> fall series is literally going to be kicking off in like... <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours of this of this recording the red stars are going to obviously play their game uh, following that but it is kicking off officially this weekend um with two other teams that we don't uh, usually speak about on this podcast because we're a chicago red stars podcast but uh there was a lot of excitement right in the release of a the announcement that there was going to be additional stalker in 2020 for yeah. nwsl which was huge right yeah. because it was a real question mark there yeah. and then b the additional announcement with the schedule and basically the revelation that there's going to be a ton of NWSL games on big network CBS, not yeah. just digitally, right? So I wanted to just sort of um, just get your thoughts or just whatever excitement that you've got going on, just sort of receiving that information yourself just as a coach, you know, first year with the team and sort of the opportunities there, right, for your club and yeah. getting in front of these cameras potentially. Yeah, well, obviously I spoke about the need for games for each each individual player, but this is for the league. This is for the growth of our sport. This is for, you know, this is for so much more. Um, and I remember a, a chat with the team when we were in Utah and, you know, a, a lot of the why, why did we get on the plane and commit to Utah? Um, a lot of it was to make sure the players got paid. A lot of it was to make sure that they stayed sharp and they got to compete as professionals. And then the third one was to grow the league. Um, we knew there was an opportunity or we were at least promised that there was a possible opportunity to be the first league back to get, you know, on TV or into an app or just whatever, get some exposure. And then we knew we had to step up as a league and as, as, as performers and get out there. And if the eyes are on us, well, now it's time to perform. Um, and I think what the NWSL Challenge Cup showed us, that almost 800,000 people tuned into the final um, and we know that that was an accumulation of everyone watching every game and then making a decision. Do I like this? Do I not like this? Do I want to keep tuning in? And, you know, they tuned in. 800,000 people tuned in for Chicago Red Stars Houston in an empty stadium in Sandy, Utah. Um, so, you know, as I say, that was one of the whys. One of the whys of us going was to, was to help the league and was to grow the exposure. But we knew we had a job that we had to put some sort of football out there that people would say that, you know, this is good. Um, and we, th we think that, you know, that, that clearly happened because the viewership was, was there. Um, so, again, this is just another opportunity that, you know, look, if we'd have failed in Utah... CBS ain't calling the league and asking them to fill TV time slots on a Saturday. There's just no way. Um, so I think, again, it's just another opportunity for us to step up as a league, put a product out there. Um, we are the best league in the world. We have the most best players in the world. We have some of the best coaches by a mile. Um, and now we have an opportunity, again, to step up on the big network at the best times and give our players the opportunity to be seen. Um, 
and you know they deserve to be seen and when they are seen the, the viewership just keeps growing so I'm hoping this is just another snowball effect to help grow this league for you know in years to, to come when you know maybe I'm not here anymore or some of the players are you know doing other things that the next group are actually playing on a Saturday on CBS every Saturday um, and hopefully this is the start of it and you know now we've got a job to get out there and and put a performance on again and hopefully we can we can keep keep this train going there's a going to be it's five total games that are going to you know be aired on the on the big network and you know chicago is privileged to be one of those teams that's going to be featured there's going to be a home game that's yeah. aired on on cbs uh, tv network so can you just maybe sort of speak to the general excitement? Like, is that a game that you guys got circled on your calendar? Players hyped toward? Are you guys hyped toward it? What's the vibe? What's the perspective locally on being able to sort of represent? Yeah, it's massive. Uh, it's absolutely massive. Um, I think on, on uh, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, every game we want to win, like there's no doubt about it. But, you know, the thought of how I want to be as perfect as I can be and the staff must be in order for the players to be at their best when the big lights are on. Um, you know, there's nothing better. It's what we dream about. It's why we go on all these stupid coaching courses. It's why we travel all over the world doing whatever we need to do to try and get to this level. Um, we do this for opportunities like this. Um, and if we want these players to make more money and be, to be treated more professionally, you got to step up when the, when the big lights come on. Uh, and also we want to, you know, represent Chicago when the big lights are on too. Um, we're not going to treat these next two games any differently than any other game. Um, but if we can use them both to peak when the, when, when the world is watching us and they see us as the city of Chicago, then you have a bigger responsibility. Um, so, so I just can't wait for that. Um, and, you know, I think by then we'll probably hopefully touch wood, uh, have everyone back, uh, firing and ready to go. Um, so, so yeah, just a wonderful opportunity. And again, just so proud to, you know, be on that touchline and be a part of it. Um, Scott, I, before we sort of outro this, I just want to take the time to, to thank you for joining us. Right. Um, you shared dinner with us. We talked about tacos. You, you spent some time with us. We getting personal. We always really appreciate that. And um, to sort of outro this, in light of everything going on with Ball Series and Chicago being able to get that game on Big CBS eventually, uh, there's also the announcement that, you know, due to guidelines and with everything going on with the pandemic, there's the game's not going to be played in front of uh, fans, you know, and that that's the right move. That's the wise, smart decision, of course. So what would be your message to, to fans in terms of what they can look for and how do you, what do you think is the best way for fans to try to continue showing their support for the Chicago Red Stars? I think, you know, I think for us right now, um, with, the, with the time that we're in, as a club, we're, we're only as strong as the players that we've got right now. Um, and right now, they are just like, you know, they are just like super women. Um, if I'm a fan out there right now and I'm looking for, you know, inspiration, I'm looking for excitement, I'm looking for, you know, sports, I would follow all of our players on every social media platform that they are on. Uh, and I'm sure they're on way cooler ones than I even know about. And um, that's what I would do because right now they're using their voices. They're using their platforms to do, to do well and to do right. And then when you take the opportunity to see them actually play, you'll be blown away that they can be such great humans and such world-class athletes at the same time. So I think that's it. Follow them and then watch them and you will have your socks blown off. You love to hear it. Scott, thank you so much for spending this evening with us. We really appreciate it. We are so excited to watch you guys take the pitch again, and we cannot wait to cover some more Chicago Red Star soccer this year. You have a good night. Thanks so much. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always an honor. Thanks, Scott. Wow, Claire. Wow. What a time we just had with Scott Parkinson, the assistant coach of the Chicago Red Stars. Always nice when he comes to hang out with us, friend of the pod. Uh, gave us some good stuff there ahead of the fall series. Um, it was real funny to realize that we just knew all the answers all along. 
And um, I also really appreciated his insights about, you know, kind of bridging what they were doing in the Challenge Cup and heading into Fall Series. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, we hope that you enjoyed the interview. And, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff, assuming that you were in the know, because, again, a lot of you are in the know. But the Fall Series is going to be taking place very, very soon. And uh, Sarah Gordon did announce a not-for-profit. And we wanted to make sure that you absolutely had those details um, in light of us sort of talking about them and throughout this episode and interview with Scott. So Sarah Gordon, the famed hometown hero, the homegrown player and defender of Chicago Red Stars, um, you know, went ahead and launched a non-for-profit. It's a foundation called Hood Space. And in launching it, it's a foundation with a mission to help girls of color find their space of flow through meditation, yoga, and sport, prioritizing underprivileged children, primarily in Chicago communities, as an innovative and impactful local nonprofit organization. Hoodspace creates a safe environment for every girl to unleash their potential and pave the way for their future. It's a great initiative that was launched. I love the organization around it. Um, follow the social media for this space you could find it at hood space shy on twitter and on instagram um chicago local 134 shout out to them of course finding ways to continuing um you know finding ways to support players during this pandemic and in light of everything where there's no games to go to right to really physically show your support so there's actually an effort to raise some funds right now for hood space and they're doing it by selling air gordon t-shirts through the chicago local 134 uh, uh, shop site that they have mm -hmm. in partnership with soccer 2000 i believe so make sure to check those shirts out you can find the links if you're not following chicago local 134 on their social media channels you can find that info there as well um really cool shirts really good vibe if you're a chicago and if you're a jordan fan you're gonna know immediately what that's about they're really cool stuff take a look at him uh, you'll get a cool shirt and you'll be able to participate and give back to this foundation yeah and and there's also there's just a there's a gofundme as well so if you know t-shirts if white t-shirts aren't, aren't your deal which i i understand i respect that the white t-shirt life isn't for everybody um you can donate directly uh and i think uh specifically uh what gordon said um is is that the the ultimate goal is to you know, build the back end, build, build the startup. And then the, the goal is to be putting on clinics, uh, for, for girls, girls of color, um, to get a holistic look, not only at using meditation and, and other, you know, mental health, um, tools, uh, at their, at their disposal. Um, and then also just, uh, utilizing sport to, to help these kids have healthier, happier lives. So, um, if yeah go find them on social on the social media and if you would just like to donate directly there is also a gofundme link check it out guys check it out uh, we have some work on the website so hit up southsidetrap.com uh, if you need any extra information or to get filled in on the foundation be reminded of its mission and find any additional links to any of the aforementioned the gofundme or the t-shirt links okay so check that stuff out and in doing that continue to get hyped for the fall series guys there's a lot here to be excited about uh there were some real question marks about whether or not there was going to be additional soccer to be played in 2020 the whole point right of the challenge cup was to ensure that there would be some type of competitive soccer for nwsl to be played and then it was very successful and then there was a big question mark right and these are professional athletes they got to get their games in it's essential and integral to their development and the league went ahead obviously in partnership with the players association because this wouldn't be kicking off if they didn't um, have their input and uh the fall series was born so it's going to be kicking off this saturday on uh, september the 5th it's going to be a game between washington spirit and sky blue on cbs and then the red stars will kick off their fall series the following weekend on Saturday, September 12th against Washington Spirit. Okay, so away at Segerfield at 11 a.m. And that's going to be available for viewing on Twitch. So you guys will be able to watch it on the Twitch channel. Um, all of our shout out to any of our homies and our friends and our colleagues who maybe are over 45 uh, 
look out and reach out for a friend to teach you how to use Twitch. It's it's not that hard, I promise. Don't don't be intimidated by it. You will be able to watch this game in some capacity. And then for people who are really trying to pay attention to that, further down on Sunday, September 20th, Chicago Red Stars will be featured on CBS All Access, and they're going to uh, be at SeatGeek Stadium. So you'll be able to get a look at the uh, the place that so many of us actually miss, a place that maybe we didn't think we would be missing this badly, but we're going to see that that big old chunk of concrete in Bridgeview that so many of us miss. So um, take a look at that. The schedule, the full schedule is out now. Uh, it's on the NWSL site. It's on Chicago Red Stars site. You can, you can find it, guys. We love to Google NWSL schedule, question mark. And I'm sure if you put that, it'll pop on up. So get ready for all that stuff. Guys, we appreciate you, as always, taking the time to spend with us, listening to our episodes, our takes, our interviews with coaches and players. Uh, we try to do work that we're proud of here at Southside Trap. And I don't know, Claire, where should the people find us if they want to try to support us? Yeah, I think you should continue to support the uh, Southside Trap Patreon because that's where all the good stuff's going to be. Um, I guess we haven't figured out exactly what we're doing in regards to game day, but there will be stuff. There's going to be analysis. Obviously getting a roster will be a big part of that and kind of going from there. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited. There's going to be good stuff ahead. Yeah. I'm excited too, guys. Um, go check out the Patreon. You know, we have tiers that are set up that are, includes game day coverage, uh, typically, uh, you know, preview recap kind of vibe that we hit you guys with. And then we also obviously hit you guys with previews and recaps in terms of the podcast format. So there's a, there's a lot of tiers there for you to take a look at. Please try to find one that works for you. We understand that this is a very challenging and difficult year for everybody. So if for whatever reason you're unable to support financially, I just want to let you know that you can absolutely 100% continue your support of the South side trap patreon and podcast on all social media channels you can do that by following us on facebook twitter instagram at Southside trap pod with one letter p you can find us on all streaming services like anchor spotify itunes so go ahead and find us give us a like rating subscribe leave us a review that stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we're trying to produce chicago red stars content for you so in the meantime everybody Stay safe, be good, wash your hands, wash your face, wear your mask, continue your support of Black Life, and we will be back with you with some more Chicago Red Stars updates.